We've, uh, we've got less music this morning because we've got a full service as we kind of kick off the World Relief Next project. And what I wanted to do um, before we kind of get into that is just retrace a little bit of history uh, here at Antioch and just our involvement over in Africa with some of our global missions. And so we've got a map. And I haven't used a laser pointer since the 90s. <laughs> uh, but this is going to be kind of fun. So if... Uh, if you've been with us since the beginning, some of this will be um, a little bit of history for you. Others of you, it's, um, it'll be new. But what we did about exactly, it was December two years ago, we had a, a Sunday just devoted to AIDS and AIDS awareness and thinking through what does that have to do with the church and with the problem with AIDS orphans in South Africa and, and different parts of Sub-Saharan Africa. And coming out of that, we kind of launched into... Um, getting involved in missions over there in Africa. And then a, a year and a half ago, we sent a team to Uganda, which is right here. Uh, and you fly into Kampala and Entebbe, kind of right in this area. And subsequently be, began to learn on that trip just about what was going on in Uganda, in Africa, what it means to be involved as a church. And then following up with that trip, um, we planned a trip for February of this year. And as we were planning that trip, we began dialogue with uh, World Relief about the potential of partnering with them and birthing kind of a collaborative ministry in the Northwest that would allow for them to be able to explore kind of new ways of getting churches engaged and a new way of using media and the creative arts um, to really talk about and drive missions, and a chance for us to, as a smaller church and a missional church, to get out in front of an organization like World Relief and actually be able to do something uh, extremely meaningful at a high level. And when we went back in February, we did a couple things. We started off, the team did, in Uganda and went over here to uh, a, a district called Bukwa on the border with Kenya, and... Um, basically began a bean project there, offered to pay for a, a senior pastor to go to Bible college, and, um, and that offer's still there with him. But through the sponsorship of someone in the church, this bean growing project in that re, uh, area with different people being able to take the, the beans provided and then grow those, sell those, and then be able to multiply that out throughout the community is still going on. And we sent Beth Fisher, a videographer um, here at Antioch, on that trip too. And she documented, basically filmed hours and hours and hours uh, with a local Christian ministry in that area about some um, abuses. It's uh, gender-based violence that was going on. Beth came back from that trip and spent literally three months um, just holed up in turning that footage into a documentary. And that documentary, about three weeks ago, a group from Sisters Community Church went back to Uganda um, and were actually not only able to give it to that ministry to be able to use in preventing this type of violence from going on, they were actually able to put it in the, the hands of the president of Uganda. And so it's amazing to see Beth's work um, getting taken to that level. Um, halfway through that trip in February, we went from Uganda down to Burundi. Burundi's right here, and the capital is Bujumbura, right on uh, Lake Tanganyika, which is this lake, um, on the border of Congo. And in Burundi, we hooked up with Dan and Tambri Brozy, who started the World Relief Program in Burundi a number of years back. Dan was actually born in Burundi a um, long, long, long time ago. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, 
And, uh, and what we did is we, we met up there with Dan and Tambry. We met Emmanuel Nick, uh, Ndikumana, uh, who's going to be speaking later. And uh, we were able to really capture uh, just a glimpse of the potential for transformation that exists in Africa because of amazing African leaders like Emmanuel. And we, we got to meet Emmanuel and then also see the programs going on with World Relief. And we were just blown away at just the development work, the relief work, um, working and bringing local churches together to do projects, child survival and, and different kinds of things. And just the success that they were having in just an amazingly war-torn country. And um, it was just quite an experience for the whole team to be there. Um, as we came back, World Relief really finalized this World Relief Next project that we were doing together. And it's been developing ever since. You're going to hear a little bit more about the history of that from Ann uh, Mara, who's going to come up in a minute. Um, but basically, now where we're at is we're partnering with World Relief in birthing this thing called World Relief Next. And they've asked us to focus on the Great Lakes region, which Lake Victoria, Lake Tanganyika, and you've got Uganda, Kenya, Tanzania, Rwanda, Burundi, and Congo in that Great Lakes region. And so World Relief Next is kind of going to focus on that whole region in general, and we're going to focus on the Democratic Republic of the Congo in specific. And so in the children and the kids ministry today, you're going to hear more about the Congo as this service goes on. And you're going to hear more about the Congo just as weeks continue to move forward. And our church for the next several years probably is going to just immerse ourselves in the Congo uh, as just one of the neediest places on earth. And in tandem with that, um, Emmanuel, who's here in Burundi, has started a Bible college called PTI. And he's on the advisory board of Kilns College. And their, their school is a sister school, partner school, with Kilns College. And so there's going to be opportunities for a lot of trips, not just through World Relief Next, um, medical trips. And uh, I can't remember where there was a hydro project that they're talking about. Um, I think it was there. I'm really getting into this pointer thing. Remember when you'd go to the movies and they'd be like pointing them everywhere? Um, but there's also going to be opportunities for us to go bless Emmanuel and PTI with teachers who can teach English, with IT people who can help set up computer labs and different things like that. And even Justin um, and some of the worship team trying to go over and partner with them in the area of music and worship. So we're really excited just about where God has taken us in two short years. And I, I've just got to tell you, it's amazing to me that in two years, two years' time, uh, a church like Antioch, a little church in the middle of Oregon, would be able to be put into such an innovative relationship and meaningful relationship to be able to do global missions at a level that's going to be incredibly effective. And so I'm just, it's amazing to see this thing come to fruition. And so it's going to be fun just to kick that off this morning. And so without saying kind of anything more, we're going to kick, uh, we're going to show a video that Beth made and Connor Miller did the soundtrack for, and that's going to kind of begin us on the journey of launching World Relief Next this morning, followed by Ann Mara coming up and talking about it more specifically. So, Meaning has become the new fashion statement. The church and its culture are changing, and more than ever in history, the needs of the world are increasing. 
Africa has more than 11.6 million AIDS orphans. One in 12 people worldwide are malnourished. Every 3.6 seconds, someone dies of hunger. $600 billion has been spent trying to combat these problems. And yet, human suffering continues to increase. So what does this all mean? What happens when meaning is no longer the fashion statement? We need to go deeper, to give smarter, to come together and to engage in the needs of the world like never before. That's the powerful idea behind the World Relief Next project. We believe that the answer to radically changing the world lies in radically changing how we approach the world's problems. While this is being tackled by advocates and celebrities, we as believers need to step up and engage with meaning in this call to be relevant, to be the hands of Christ, to change the world. Because when people are engaged, they act. And when they act, the planet reverberates with change. But for that to happen, we need your help. Your time, your money, your prayers. We're asking you to join in this movement of meaning and of hope. To take the lead and engage the next generation of believers in becoming better equipped to respond effectively to human suffering. Please go to our website. When you do, you'll become a part of a collaboration to change the world. You have the next role to play in bringing about that change. A change grounded in true meaning. For more than 60 years, World Relief has been delivering help and hope around the globe wherever it's needed. From post-genocide Rwanda to New York City after 9-11. Our mission is to empower the local church to serve the most vulnerable. The World Relief Next Project is an initiative for the future, a way of giving differently, to engage the next generation of believers to give wisely to those in need. Good morning, everybody. My name is Anne Mara, and this morning you get to listen to two people with funny accents. Um, we're quite international at Antioch Church, it seems. Um, well, I'm a, um, one of a team of, of three people who work for World Relief Next. Um, I work with Beth Fisher, who's our communications coordinator, and she is the brilliant mind and talent behind this video that you've seen and the video that she made that you'll see a little bit later on the Congo. Um, she really is truly gifted, and we're, we are so fortunate to have her on our team. We also have um, Dan Brosey, um, who really is the reason... Um, why World Relief Next has been birthed here at Antioch Church. Um, and I, I think really a lot of people have come to me and said, you know, really, what is this World Relief Next project all about? And we've been hearing the name buzzed around, and I, I think Ken even wrote on his blog that it was one of the coolest things he's ever seen, which is qu quite the statement from Ken. Um, and so in order to explain to you about that, um, I'd like to kind of go back um, and tell you a little bit about the history of how it came to be. And it really is, 
And I don't use this word very lightly, but it really is awesome to see the development of how things have progressed. And it started way back in January of this year. Um, Dan Brosey and his wife and his family just returned from living in Rwanda and Burundi for six years with, and working with World Relief there. And when he came back, he started going to Antioch Church and he and Ken started to have these discussions. And if any of you know either of them um, well, you'll know that they're quite the visionaries. So to get them both in a room together, I just tend to make my hasty exit because visions are being cast at 20, 30 years down the line. But anyway, from these discussions, um, <clears throat> Dan, having worked for World Relief um, for so many years, really wanted to see the local church in America get involved. And that not, not just to limit it to the big churches that have lots of resources and lots of money to be able to give, but that we could engage small churches with as few as 50 people. Um, up to the large churches. So they started to get really excited and Dan spoke to World Relief um, about their discussions and you know, their ideas and World Relief were really, really excited. Um, that kind of sparked off um, a great interest. World Relief, their, um, three of their um, directors came out to Bend and we started having some meetings and talked about the potential of this project in Bend. Um, to make a long story short, um, within we, we wrote up a, a memorandum of understanding about what that relationship would look like between Antioch and World Relief. And by God's grace, things don't get passed very quickly in World Relief. There's a lot of different um, layers to go through. But within a few weeks, and Dan will tell you, within a month, the executive committee had sanctioned this, saying, okay, Antioch Church, and they barely really even knew us, we see the potential in the gifts that you have, go do it. So with that um, encouragement, we did. And it has been so exciting since. Um, in the end of September of this year, the World Relief Next team and um, Ken got to travel to Baltimore and present to the executive committee, as well as the directors of each of their programs. And the excitement really was just palpable. They just are so excited at, as, De as um, Ken just mentioned, just the, the gifts that we can bring in terms of media and communication. It's way beyond um, really what they've ever seen within their organization. Um, the future is looking great. We have a date in January to go and now present to the board of directors at World Relief. and. Um, I can't express to you the excitement that is um, present at World Relief, and they are a huge international organization. And here we are, Little Antioch Church. It's quite amazing how we've been plugged in. So that's a little bit about the history, very exciting. I'm gonna ask Kip to put up the first slide. Just to give you a vi I'm a very visual person, um, and I hope this answers some of the questions that you have. So basically, World Relief is the umbrella organization under which we're working. And for those of you who don't know about World Relief, they've been in existence for over 60 years. Um, they are an international relief and development organization. They work primarily in countries in Africa and Asia. And they work through programs such as um, 
child survival, HIV AIDS, microfinance programs. Um, and for those of you who were here last week and listened to Jonathan Martin speaking, World Relief are such a great example of teaching people and empowering local people to do what they need to do for themselves. So World Relief really do make it their mission to empower the local church in the countries that they're working in and teach them how to fish. And not only teach them how to fish, but encourage them to teach others how to do the same. And it's their goal to withdraw from those projects and have the local community run them. And it really is just a wonderful organization in that it, um, it's very progressive. It, it understands what needs to happen. And it's not about us going in and doing this for people in these communities. It's empowering them to do it for themselves. So their, their goal is to serve the most vulnerable. Um, so underneath that is where World Relief Next comes in. Um, our goal is to facilitate a collaboration of local American churches coming together with the purpose of learning and mobilizing skills, resources, and finance in support of World Relief's mission. And um, <clears throat> we all know Ken is a, is a, a lover of his, um, what do you call them? When he tells his, what do you call, I'm now I'm going blank. Mike, shout out the word. When he has stories. Uh, thank you, thank you, you see you all know. Well, he's got about one million of them, so I, I, I feel I can steal one of them for today. And he said to, to me the other day, and I went, ooh, that's a good one, I'll take that. But he said, you know, the collaboration of local churches, we, each church has a particular flavor um, to it. And I think Antioch's particular gifting is in this graphics, communication, media side of things. And then other churches have their strengths in something else. And it's like we all are rich in a natural resource. And if we combine those natural resources together, what a great thing that is to be able to offer. Um, and there's strength in numbers. Um, one of the biggest and most important components of the next project is the learning piece. And we really do have a responsibility to educate ourselves about the issues that are taking place today that are affecting the most vulnerable people in the world. And that's what God calls us to do. He calls us to seek justice. He calls us to encourage the oppressed. He calls us to remember the orphans, remember the widows. Um, out of World Relief Next, it'll branch into two um, distinct areas, local missions and global missions. We cannot even think about doing global missions unless we're doing missions in our own community. And it is, we can't overlook the needs of our own neighbors. And I think that's pretty self-evident. Um, but in order to do missions on a global scale, we need to understand what it means to build relationship with those who are in need in our own communities before we even think about um, doing missions in a cross-cultural context. We can go to the next slide, please. So how are we going to do this? The process is pretty simple. It's 
We love with our hearts, we learn with our minds, and then we engage with our bodies. And to love means we need to be aware of the issues that are, that are out there. We need to come behind. And we'll all be, I think God gives us a heart for different things, and we'll all be drawn to different things, but we need to wrap our hearts around these and just get interested and start taking notice. The learn part, um, as I said, education is a huge component. We do have that responsibility to learn what it means to give wisely, to learn what it means to truly, truly engage in a meaningful relationship, to learn what it means to, to, um, to really invest in a long-term strategic mission plan. And then finally, with all of that, it propels you. You can't but act. I defy anybody sitting here who watches the Congo video today not to be compelled to act. And whatever that means, acting by giving of your time, your resources, your skills, whatever that means, um, there needs to be action. Um, and, you know, not everybody, I just want to say this before we move on, not everybody can go over to the Congo. And not everybody is called to go over to the Congo. But everybody is called to do their part. And everybody is called to take action. So the methods that we're going to be using that I want you all to look out for um, is that we will be raising awareness about the important issues. We will be rallying prayer support. That is absolutely crucial. Um, we so need God's leading in this, and we so need his strength and his heart and his compassion. We'll be creating advocacy and engagement opportunities. Like I said, we will be engaging you right here in Bend. There will be no need for traveling. We'll be engaging you right here. And we'll be hopefully setting up um, or running a perspectives course. Some of you may have heard about this, but it's a very, very um, um, thorough um, exploration of what it means to do mission about development, the issues that are surrounding that. Um, we'll be having learning groups. The first one, I'm excited to tell you, will be kicking off on the 13th of January at 6.30 at the Kilns, and it will be a six-week course educating us, um, and all of us, we all need to be educated, even I, but we'll be learning together about the issues that are affecting the Democratic Republic of Congo. We'll be inviting guest speakers. I mean, we've already had the absolute honor of having Emmanuel um, share his experiences and his heart, and it has been so enriching to hear his perspective, um, and we'll hopefully be doing more of that as the time goes on. Um, our real, uh, our real um, goal and heart is to mentor and guide other churches. This is exciting. This we can do. This we can really um, rally support, rally other churches. Let's, this is a worthy, worthy thing. Let's get behind world relief. Let's feed in and support them in what they're doing around the world. We have already started establishing working groups. Um, so for those of you here who are engineers and in the medical field, be warned, we'll be after you. Um, 
we really do want to start um, plugging in to the needs that are, up, that are evidently there. Um, and we're going to do that through these working groups. We'll be fundraising, grant writing, seeking individual donors, planning events to raise money. Um, and hopefully we'll be giving strategic support to World Relief country offices. So these are in-country offices in the Great Lakes area of Africa. Um, um, for example, planning, training, financial IT support. And then finally, our website development. Um, <clears throat> we're just going to keep, just keep, we're going to just keep um, putting information on there so that you can be educated, so that you can um, find what your passion is and to follow and engage in whatever it is you're called to do. Um, so finally, I just want to say, um, if we go back to the first slide, Kip, please, where it branches into um, local and global missions. Um, we have a wonderful opportunity here today. The Missions Committee have put on um, a wonderful local missions fair. We have so many people in this church who are um, already doing wonderful work in this community. And part of the reason for this fair is to highlight what we're doing, what we're already doing. We don't want to reinvent the wheel by any means. So let's come behind these people in our, in our own congregation and, and, and let's support what they're doing. And there are 19 organizations um, that are being represented outside. And I would love for you to just take some time and see where you could get plugged in to begin with. On the global mission side, as Ken mentioned, we are going to be concentrating um, on the Democratic Republic of Congo to begin with. For those of you who don't know what's going on there, and, and really it's not anybody's fault, there is really not very much awareness about what's happening. It is the worst humanitarian crisis in the world. The deaths that have resulted since 1998 total over 5.4 million people. It is an absolute atrocity. And it's not getting the coverage that it deserves and that it needs. Um, so one of our goals is really to highlight the plight of these people. Um, I don't know if you've, you've looked at the news. Um, as I said, you don't see much of it on the news. But since August of this year, um, 250,000 people have been displaced from their homes because of the fighting, because of the war. And they have to literally, and you'll see pictures on the video, they literally have to flee their homes and take what they can on their backs. And they might never, ever return to their homes or their villages again. And they might have to live out the foreseeable future in um, a refugee camp. But you will see thousands upon thousands of people walking down a road to nowhere. And all they have is their children in their arms. Maybe they have grabbed a goat. Women, you'll see them with pots and pans so that they can cook to feed their families on this road. There are pregnant women having their babies at the side of the road. And yet, this is not spoken about. It's unbelievable. It's like the whole state of Colorado, Colorado, perishing within one decade. Like, can we even get our mind 
around those numbers. I mean, it's just staggering. So I would ask that you look at this video, that you open your hearts and your minds, and you make it your responsibility to learn about what's going on, and you make it your responsibility to engage. Thank you.